0: So everybody right now, please welcome.
1: Welcome to the Sports Fantasies Podcast, where we break down rankings, projections. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show, everyone. Do you love fantasy sports? And going off the beaten path? Well, then this is a show for you. Oh, yeah. This. Sports, sports Fantasies, sports fantasy sports with sports Miller and
0: McCarty.
1: Oh uh, yeah, Woo-hoo. McCarty bringing it in, no Miller tonight, because, yes, we yes we got no Sir night. Landers, Mr. We'll yeah. no Landers, yeah, it has been a while. It's been a while. There is no Miller tonight. I don't know what he's got going on, but he's not here. Softball. That's all I know. I just know he's not here, but it doesn't matter. Oh, we've got enough. we've got a co-host from Seoul with Seoul Mr. Yes. K Love. <laughs> yes. Landers. I don't Speaking know K Love.
0: Did you see uh, LeBron absolutely baptize Kevin Love on that dunk? <laughs>
1: I did not. I missed that, <laughs> I guess.
0: It was uh, pretty disappointing for K Love.
1: Well, I mean, look, like, what are you looking for out of Caleb these days? Yeah, I Le- mean,
0: LeBron did say he hopes he's still invited to the wedding
1: afterwards. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. So we'll get right into the pickle. You may have noticed on the uh, agenda. I mean, the only thing I put for the pickle I, it was a Lander's life update. <laughs> what? Yeah. What that means, I have no idea. But look, the people, you know, after your last appearance, what uh, for? To six months ago, I'm not sure when, when, <laughs> when it was. Oh, wow. um, you know, all types of email calls. Who is this NBA expert, Flanders? We need to know more about him. <laughs> uh, I, I want to give a, uh, a you know, pour one out. You know, last time, last show, of course, I think it would have been last time, one of the last times. Of course, we had Sir Charles on there. Oh, I know man. you had a loss with Sir Charles. That's a tough yeah. one there. Yeah, so, I had to put down Sir Charles. Uh, it's always. It's always a rough time. We still have Riley here. Yeah, old Riley. A couple of cute little dogs. Uh, Look, what what else you got going on over there, Landers? (laughs) Any uh, any prospects on the horizon? What's going on over there?
0: Well, uh, not a whole lot going down. I I think Uh, the men did just start, but yeah, Arkansas Duke is going on now. I saw uh, Villanova went ahead and advanced.
1: Yeah, they were surprisingly underdog in that game. Were they? Yeah, Houston was favored by I believe three, mm. which was a little strange with them being the five seed and Nova the two. Indeed. But uh, what else do we have for you? Is that it for your life update? I mean, not a lot of breaking, not a lot of breaking news over there. Uh, no, not a whole lot. <laughs> okay, let's get right. Let's get, get right into headlines <laughs> then. Uh, what headlines you want to get into? Uh well.
0: Seeing as how New York finally lifted the vaccine mandate, we have Mets, Yankees, uh, and of course, Kyrie Irving, I think, was the only NBA guy that was sitting out. But uh looks like everyone's available now that baseball started. They really wanted to get that thing removed.
1: Yeah, I think they talked for a minute of, about possibly <clears throat> maybe one of the New York teams playing in Florida or something, wherever they have their spring training, <laughs> I guess. But I, I didn't see that. Working out. Obviously the big thing there is is Kyrie, right? With the playoffs uh, run yeah, the corner. Right
0: now, I th- I think what really got it going though was do you remember that Aaron Judge interview? No. No, I don't. So, somebody asked Aaron Judge if he was vaccinated and he went on about a three or four minute rant that didn't really say yes or no. So in other words, it was no. Gotcha. But I think uh it really put pressure on the mayor to, you know, who knows how many Mets and Yankees weren't vaccinated to uh to get that thing removed, I think, now that baseball's underway again.
1: Yeah, I mean, the world was on pins and needles wondering whether or not Cole Beasley was going to be able to take the field this season for oh, well. the Bills. But he, <laughs> before the the, the, uh, uh, the mandate was lifted, uh, he took care of that anyway by demanding a trade. But yeah, uh, I saw Beasley's no
0: longer with the team. I don't know if anybody picked him up or not, but
1: you know, I've got to guess. But well, what else you got? Anything? Uh, no, not not
0: uh that won't be covered later. I don't think. What about you?
1: Uh, just one that I, you had texted me the other night, and I already had it on the list. But a couple of um, you know, we've got World Cup twenty twenty two on the horizon. Uh, possibility of no uh Ronaldo. Uh, Ooh. also uh, you would text something. I believe Italy has been eliminated <laughs> or close to it from yeah, making the World Cup.
0: I guess I didn't even remember that the last cup Italy didn't qualify either, but this is two cups in a row for you know one of the powers in Europe that hasn't made it. They did win the Euro 2020, however, but uh, they missed the last couple cups in a row, so I'm sure that's, that's a pretty big disappointment for the fans.
1: Yeah, that seems a little odd. Uh, USA played Mexico the other night in Mexico and got a big draw there, so I've got two games left. I think if they win one, they're in, so that's good. And even if they lose, they may still have a shot, but they just need to go ahead and win the next one. I think I want to say against Panama, if they win that, they're in.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sad if the U.S. can't uh, qualify against these countries that we have to play against. Uh, I I do have a feeling that in Europe, there's probably always like one or two major powerful clubs that don't make it, right? You, they only take so many. Yeah, there's some tough divisions out there. So you were saying Portugal might not make it, Ronaldo?
1: That's the well. To be fair, all I saw is a headline of Ronaldo may not be playing. I don't know if that means Portugal Uh-oh. or just something going on with Ronaldo. I didn't bother oh, to actually enough. open up the headline to read any further into it. <laughs> fair, poor research, on my, poor research by me. Not bad, uh, but anyway, yeah, they. I don't know. USA didn't make it last time either, but it's essentially Canada is. Become the the cream of the crop in Concacaf, so it's basically Canada leading the way, and USA and Mexico trying to sneak into a two three seed there. Canada soccer, yes, soccer on fire.
0: Why on fire? I, on the- I did I did but, see uh, Russia is trying to host the next uh, cup after this one, uh, which is a bold, a bold bid. Move.
1: That is a bold move
0: <laughs> considering uh, considering what's going on Russia with the uh, incredibly bold request <laughs> to uh, FIFA.
1: Yeah. Only other thing here, I saw a headline on ESPN: uh, Arch Manning and another. There's another Manning quarterback. Uh, yeah, got son of Cooper, five-star recruit. Uh, saw he was visiting Bama, Florida, Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss. You know the the big dogs. Uh, but again, I, when is this going to end? Uh, this the uh, run of Mannings. He was he a tenth grader last year. I have no idea. This is the first time I knew there was an Arch Manning.
0: Okay, yeah, he he was pretty hyped, I mean, just because of, you know, the family. But I guess he can yeah. play. Um, Apparently. You know, we'll, we'll see what oh. he can do. He looks uh, more I... athletic than Eli and Peyton,
1: which isn't saying much. <laughs> well, fair. Can you imagine having a – I mean, the flack he's going to take if he's a running uh, Manning quarterback? Well, the father
0: was a runner, uh, Archie Manning. But the boys – uh Basically had zero athletic ability. This kid's taken after the grandpa, I guess. Actually, Cooper was a
1: wide receiver. Yeah. So he he was kind of athletic. Yeah. Well, that's the end of uh, the pickle, but I feel like there's no need to take a break. Just eight minutes in. We might as well move this right on into basketball. Oh, yeah. Again, we've got our NBA expert on board here. <laughs> well, the real uh, <laughs> the Woj, Woj yes. bombs getting dropped. Yes. Shams. First off, we've got March Madness going on. Uh, a couple, a couple games today, obviously to get into the Final Four. For Game One, we, we touched on it, but Villanova won that one, so they're in. We've got Arkansas versus Duke right now, Duke with an early lead, and then tomorrow, I think you've got Saint Peter's and Kansas, and the other one, uh, Miami and North Carolina, I believe. So, have you been watching any of the tournament?
0: Not at all, but I have kind of kept <laughs> up with the uh, with the uh, you know who's winning and some highlights. But as for watching
1: whole games now, I've been pretty keyed into it. I've been if I'm around, that's that's what it's been on over the past couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, as always, it's it's a good time. Games coming down to the wire. Yeah, a little surprising. You've got your first 15 seed into the elite eight with Saint Peter's. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. We'll see if they can keep the historic run going. They knocked out Purdue and um who is the two seed? Um, but they had beat a two and a three seed. Kansas is the only one seed left. Yeah.
0: Now, do you remember Shaheen Holloway? Didn't he play for
1: Seton Hall? I don't know. It sounds familiar, but to be honest, I don't know. I just know that he's he's gotten a lot of run in the press and stuff. Seems like yeah. a pretty I, I like him. I vaguely remember he was a college player, but I don't know that he ever did anything professionally, But
0: unless it was overseas. but
1: Yeah. It's a nice story. Yeah. It's been a good tournament. Uh, Duke currently up seven. They should beat Arkansas. I'm interested to see if we have Duke, North Carolina. I'm thinking they would have to be there in the – I don't know if it would be Final Four or the finals, but either way. I mean, to see that kind of matchup would be yeah, incredible. The classic Tobacco Road matchup.
0: I, I actually get a little bit of a nostalgia for the Arkansas-Duke final where uh, I believe Arkansas really put it on Duke that year when they had Grant Hill.
1: Is so that when they had Arkansas Corliss Williamson? Yeah, they were
0: pretty stacked. The next Scottie, year they tried to go back-to-back, but UCLA beat them.
1: Scotty Thurman. Well, Scotty Thurman. Clint Spot. McDaniel. Okay, McDaniel. Yeah, I remember Thurman was a beast, so was Corliss. Was it a Corey Beck involved? Yeah, it sounds Man, right.
0: They weren't bad. Bunch of That's college great. stars.
1: All right. Uh, odds are, March Madness style. Uh, did you do anything with this? Not, not at all. I didn't figure that's okay. I'll give you mine. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you what I. I'll give you what I like tomorrow. Uh, a few of the the, the uh, bets I like. A couple I don't. I liked both the underdogs tomorrow in terms of getting the points. Uh, Miami plus six. St. Peter's plus eight. Yeah. So it's Miami plus six against Kansas. It's St. Peter's plus eight against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, Anyway, so anyway, so the Kansas-Miami second half, under 77 and a half, just because, again, that's a lot of points, especially if one team does have a lead and they're trying to milk some clock the last couple of minutes, run some time. That's just a lot of points to put up between two teams in college and one half. It's
0: looking like uh, whatever the uh, total was for Villanova, they probably didn't reach it. It was pretty
1: pretty awful score. That was like 46-42 near the end. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of bricklaying. That That was bad. Uh and then uh a couple that I don't like is is putting pickles on the money lines for the favorite. So for example, North Carolina, if you put it on them, they're minus three sixty. Meaning if you were to put uh 10 pickles on North Carolina, you you can only win two seventy-eight. Uh so just not enough payout there. Same with Kansas, they're they're minus two eighty. They're probably going to win, but you gotta lay down a lot to get anything back in in value. So that's why I I don't like those. I'd rather bet on the underdogs or, or take those pluses. All right, let's get into your world here. NBA. Uh, we got the playoffs upcoming. Where do you want to go here first with this? They are coming up. Uh, the last time I was here, let me bring up the standings here.
0: Uh, I believe Chicago was in the lead in the East with Cleveland being second. Obviously that's cooled off. Uh, Chicago is now fifth, Cleveland is sixth. We have the top-heavy guys, the top four, Miami, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston, all mm-hmm. within a game of each other, which is getting pretty down to the wire here, too. It could shuffle around a lot. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn, of course, the eighth seed, but is the favorite in Vegas still. <laughs> Come out of the East, as, <laughs> as they should be. Especially with the, the vaccine left. Yeah, the, the mandate. Yeah, and if and if Ben plays at all, you know Ben still hasn't come back. But if he plays at all, he'll give him a boost. But uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, Cinderella Chicago and Cleveland have slipped, but they're still well well in the uh, playoff seating. Out west, I think the Suns were in the lead. They still are. Uh, Memphis. Lot. Memphis at the two seed is pretty intense. Uh, Morant is out for a couple weeks, but we'll see if they can hang on to that one. Uh, Goldman State at the three, they they just need to get their big three together, playing some games. Uh, it was just said that Wiseman's not
1: coming back this year, but the big three haven't played too much together at all. Um, you consider Wiseman, I know it's probably too early to, to say bust because he could come back healthy next year and be great, but so far, yeah. obviously, it's been a real disappointment. Yeah,
0: I think the injuries have, have killed him this first couple of years, kind of like an MB, You know, a big man has not played much, but... I think part of it is, is their system. They they don't ask a whole lot of them other than run the floor, block shots, rebound, you know, throw him a lob. Uh, he does have some skills. He you know, like Evan Mobley, he can shoot it a little bit. That they just don't really have him do a whole lot when he's in there. But yeah, part of that is just, you know, he's been injured a ton. Yeah. Um I, I'm actually surprised that Denver is in the sixth spot with no uh,
1: Porter Jr.
0: only played, what, a couple weeks, and Mm -hmm. they haven't had uh, Murray at all. Mm -mm. And Denver's still in the sixth spot, which is impressive. Um, Of course, the Clippers being in the eighth spot is impressive without having
1: Kawhi or George for most of the year. The West has become the weaker, by far, uh, of the leagues. Yeah, I would say so.
0: it's probably going to come down to Phoenix and Golden doesn't, State. It doesn't,
1: doesn't mean the Phoenix can't win at all or Golden State, but but oh, as a whole, they're... I mean, you're talking about teams like the T-Wolves in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, T-Wolves do have some talent, but...
0: Right. There's only two really good teams right now. Uh, I'd say the Suns and the Warriors. The Grizzlies are pretty young. Um, like we are saying, Denver's under man. Clippers under man, but... Uh, they got to be the favorites coming out of the West, whereas there are about, what, four or five teams in the East who can legitimately come out, so we'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when I was looking at it, uh, so the play-in in the East, you got Toronto, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Atlanta. I was um, a little surprised. I hadn't checked the standings in a while. I, I didn't realize Brooklyn had slipped all the way to, to play-in status, but I, yeah. I get it. They, you, know, you trade hard, and you haven't had um, Durant for a while until recently mm-hmm. uh no you know Kyrie half the time you know so uh, I guess I get that uh I like Toronto um Charlotte Atlanta a couple of younger teams in there but the West right now it's, it's all about the Suns Chris Paul I think last yesterday was his first game back or, or two yeah, days ago. yeah he just came back uh Utah is solid I mean they were they were around last year they kind of I don't think they have enough to beat a team like the Suns but They've got some talent, too, so it'll be interesting. I, Dallas uh, is a team that can win any game with, with, with Luka, mm-hmm. but he's he's got to go off for them to do that. And then, again, the Clippers uh, – uh, Clippers, again, a little underwhelming, as they usually are. Uh, New Orleans, kind of out of nowhere. They're in the plane right now. And then the Lakers, I think, have a two-game lead over the Spurs, depending on what happened tonight. Uh, but the Lakers I, – I, they the Lakers no, are a whole other story. They have no <laughs> – I don't think they have a, a prayer at, at, at any of this, but
0: – Yeah, they're they're a whole other story of their own. <laughs> Poor and Lakers. I agree,
1: I agree with the Grizzlies. I like them a lot moving forward. I, I think they're – it's maybe a year or two too, too early right now to hang with a team like the Suns. Uh, but they've got a lot of young talent.
0: They do. They play
1: a lot of guys too. They,
0: they really get after it. Um, you know, they're all, what, early to mid-20s, so – Mm-hmm. You know they—they're not afraid to use a lot of energy on both ends, and they'll use
1: you know 10, 11 guys. So it's—I feel like I feel like they tough. still need to go out and get another star. But
0: yeah, they're young.
1: But what they're doing right now is working. So, all right, anything else you want to add on the old NBA?
0: For the- uh, what do we have here? Fantasy sleepers is next. Yeah. It is. Three fantasy sleepers. for
1: next year did you do anything with this I did going off the cup I did yeah yeah so I'm just I was when I did it I was just looking at guys um maybe guys to keep on the radar for next year in a a fantasy league okay uh
0: the first guy I have is the other rookie in Detroit not Cade Cunningham this kid Sadiq Bey is uh turned out to be quite a scorer slash shooter um I'm sure people have you know, jumped on him this year, but uh, next year I don't think he's going to be under the radar at all. But um, he's, he was he'll a, certainly be, you know, a sleeper compared to all the other rookie names that were, you know, doing
1: well uh, in the beginning of the year. He's, he was he's come a, on. he was a popular player preseason in the dynasty world in our rookie was drafts. Okay. pretty he went pretty high just because I think people thought saw the potential for him to score. I don't think I don't know that they thought he would be doing as well this early on. I yeah, think they still thought he might be a little bit of a project, especially in Detroit. But yeah, he's he's been great.
0: Yeah, the uh, Mobleys and the Jalen Greens and the Scotty Barnes were you know getting all the shine, but this kid's really come on and he's uh, he's proven to be a nice shooter. Um, my second guy, I would say, is Colin Sexton, just because he's missed a lot of this year. Uh, Garland has become an all-star, but I think if Sexton comes back healthy next year, that they'll create a nice little punch in the backcourt. And he should be back on the fantasy radar. Um, my third guy, I kind of have a tie with a couple of Grizzlies: Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks. They're both very similar—big, uh, strong wings that can defend, and they both shoot it. Yeah. They'll both give you, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen a night. Uh, kind of no namers, but definitely solid producers.
1: Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, Miller and I say it all the time, but great minds think alike. My third one, well, my third one, I put here no longer a sleeper, but it's Desmond Bain. Yeah, uh, he was only drafted in about fifty percent of dynasty leagues before this season. Okay, uh, and now we're seeing him becoming that big time scorer that, that he was drafted to be. Uh, took a huge jump this year. Uh, I think he was drafted two years ago. Uh, took a big jump this year, and I expect him. in – I think right now. In our like in our uh, in the world of fantasy, he's a forty six to forty eight point per game guy, which is pretty good. It's pretty rosterable. I think next year he takes that even next step and he's at a fifty point per game floor guy, and probably it should be a top fifty pick in dynasty leagues next year just because he's so young and, and he can score. Uh, my other couple I had. Well, first I'd like to point out uh, we did this segment last year and uh, one of my uh, sleepers last year at this time. Was Tyrese Maxey uh, who oh, is wow. now becoming a stud. Yeah. So, so yes, yes, you heard it here first. Uh I've got Jalen Smith, uh 2020 10th overall pick by the Suns out of Maryland. He was traded to the Pacers uh, a month uh, a month ago. Uh and since then has been getting a lot of run. Of course, he was buried a little bit in, in Phoenix and still young so on a on a championship team, they're not going to they're not going to be playing Jalen Smith a whole lot. But since he's gone to Indiana and there's nobody else uh, he's getting run, and he's been averaging over 40 fantasy points per game, pretty much a walking double-double if he gets his 26, 27 minutes. 22 years old. If he locks down a starting spot next year, even a six-man type role in Indiana, I think he's going to be a pretty good dynasty player. My last one is Jonathan Kaminga, uh, Golden State. He was the seventh overall pick uh, by the Warriors last year. I think he was a, a G League guy the year before. Um, that, that's kind of where they, they got him from. But he's not getting the minutes on a consistent basis um, this year. But when he has, when they've had some injuries like Draymond Green was out, et cetera, he's, he's been very productive, uh, very efficient, uh, good score, fills up a lot of those stat categories. Uh, could see him in that 40-point-per-game range next year if he gets the opportunity. It's going to depend a little little bit there in Golden State. Um, yeah, but I like ever- him. <laughs>
0: But Golden State does, has several other young guys, too, that are,
1: that are pretty good. Yeah, that they do. Is that it for our basketball? Yes. I mean, uh, we're just, yes. It we're
0: looks just like cruising. We're on the segment two NFL offseason? We're cruising.
1: We're oh, going to yeah. take a quick commercial <laughs> okay. break for all our advertisers out there. We'll be right yes. back. Yes. Welcome back to Sports Fantasies Welcome with back. Miller and McCarty
0: Welcome back Oh Guess who's back
1: Guess who's back Oh
0: yes Was it Scarface
1: Yeah uh, I want to say maybe a little Beanie Seagull a little Scarface. I think it was Jay Z Maybe some Freeway nice. even I'm not sure Could be
0: Yeah, the height of Rockefeller plus the classic classic rock. Oh, yeah. Well, it's looking like the intro will be what? Wide receiver trade fantasy impact?
1: Hang on a second, Landers. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I meant to say this at the beginning. Uh, I did want to throw it out there. This is episode 51. Uh, Technically, we recorded episode 51. A week ago. Uh, Miller was on there, LTG, just a phenomenal show. <laughs> uh, we had some delay issues. So when I was going into post-production and going back through it, basically the delay made it so that every single person was talking at the same time <laughs> at all times, yeah. and there was no saving it. <laughs> nice. uh, so, 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 so you uh, and I are trying out a, a brand new software program tonight, trying to fix some of these Technical issues, because you know, I mean, we've got to be professional. We we've just got to sound professional over here. You know, it's too as bad it couldn't have been salvaged. As the numbers just keep growing, uh, <laughs> month after month. You know, they want a better product, and it's our <laughs> it's our job to give it to them. So the subscribers least, have asked. Yes, I mean they haven't they haven't, but we're we're <laughs> gonna do it anyway. All right, anyway, sorry, back back to you, sir. All right. Uh, so it looks like we have
0: four primary guys here that you mentioned. Off the top, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, uh, Amari Cooper, or Cooper Cup. I don't know who you're referring to.
1: Amari, I, w- I was looking at at the uh, the fantasy impact on some of the wide receiver offseason moves here. Oh, okay, it looks like Robert Woods.
0: Yes. Uh, I guess I would say with Devonte, I, I don't know. I. If I was him, I don't know that I would anticipate the same type of numbers with Carr, even though he's definitely the number one. But, I mean, him and Rogers had a heck of a thing going there. Yeah. So, fantasy-wise, I don't I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, they could target him a ton, too. Right? It's just, I don't know. I don't see him topping the seasons that he had with Rodgers. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think his numbers would still be elite, but it, it would be tough to top what he's been doing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know how I don't know how you could top it or even maintain it. Just because, y- yes, he's still going to be a top five wide receiver probably when it comes to fantasy production. He's still yeah. going to get the ball a ton. But you're talking about Rogers versus Carr. You're also talking about Rogers. Who who else was he throwing the ball to? Valdez uh, Scant- Valdez L- Scantling
0: L- Valdez Scantling Lazard,
1: Saint Brown. Right. So you know nobody. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it, whereas at least in in Vegas, you've got Darren Waller, you've got Hunter Renfro who came on last year and had 103 catches. I mean, you're talking about between Renfro and Waller, a couple guys that over the last couple of years now are, are getting 100 catches. I think even Zay Jones had some nice plays. Uh, last I, don't year. Want, I, I don't want. I don't want. I refuse to talk about Zay Jones. <laughs> okay, I'll, well, I'll, I'll talk about Zay Jones in a little bit. Okay, uh, but. Yeah, so I, I just don't see how he could because you're still going to have to you know, it's going to hurt Renfro a little bit. Renfro's not going to have 100 catches now. Uh Waller's going to hurt him a little bit. He's probably not going to have 100 catches. But I, I still think Waller and Renfro are going to be that safety blanket and he'll yeah. he's still going to take his shots at Adams. Adams is still going to be really good. It's not like you're not drafting him now. Right. Uh, but there's just there's just no way uh that he can there's not enough balls to go around and you're it's Derek Carr's the one throwing him. Yeah, I don't know that he would be your definite first receiver
0: off the board, like he may have been with Green Bay. But yeah, I mean he's he's still going to be like you're saying one of the one of the first. Sure. Um, let's see, Tyreek Hill. I I would personally say the same thing about him. I mean, you're going from that Chief system with Mahomes to Tua to, uh, uh, or Teddy Bridgewater Tua. with a new coach. Two <laughs> Yes. Now the coach is an offensive-minded guy, uh, so you know maybe they'll look a little sharper. But I, you know, I if I were Hill, I I wouldn't you know expect the same type of numbers. Or if I
1: was a fantasy owner, very excited for the Bills that Tyreek Hill is now out of Kansas <laughs> yeah. City. Uh, he, he burned them literally in the in the. Yeah. playoffs there. Uh but I'm I'm with you again. It's th- for the same reasoning like you said as Adams. You're going from Mahomes to Tua to and I don't I'm not as down on everybody as Tua. I think Tua can still be a decent quarterback. You know, time will tell. He certainly has the weapons now. But uh a hot take here. Uh Tyreek Hill isn't even the best wide receiver on Miami. I think Waddle. I love I like Waddle a lot. Yeah. Um and certainly in terms of dynasty league, I would take Waddle before Hill. Uh, now that they're on the same team, um, but I just think like Tua had a really good rapport last year with Waddle. I don't think that's going to stop, and so Tyreek is still going to get those um, get some deep balls here and there, and, and he'll still be plenty involved. Obviously, they gave up a ton of picks, uh, a lot of draft stock to get him, so they're going to make sure to get him the ball. But you know, is is Tua going to be as in sync with those deep balls, Tyreek that, that Mahomes was? Certainly not at the beginning. Yeah.
0: Two is his arm strength leaves a little something to be desired, also. Yeah. I mean, his receivers, like you were saying, Waddle is really fast, too. Uh, Tyreek has the speed. Parker's more of a possession type receiver, but he's put up big numbers, too.
1: So uh, they're going to be quite the pretty because you're going to have, assuming he doesn't get suspended or, or re injured, you got Will Fuller coming back as well. I mean, it's. Did they retain him?
0: I'm not sure if they did or not.
1: Uh, as far as I know, I thought he was still on the on the roster. But what about Gasicki? Do they retain him, or is he, is he uh, yes. elsewhere? I want to say yes. I have no nothing behind that. I'm just I want to say yes. <laughs> okay. so I believe Fair. they might have him.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, they're they're going to be pretty tough.
1: They've got Raheem Moster, so Mostert. Look is look, so look at one of the look, fastest running backs in the league too. So look out. He'll be good for week one or two until he's injured. Well, <laughs> yes, sadly. Sadly, indeed. next.
0: Well, what do we have here? Amari Cooper. I I think he might have a bigger fantasy impact. Uh, you know, you have to share a lot of balls out there. Uh, of course, Gallup is uh, retained. Um, you had CD. I think Cedric Wilson moved on, but, you know, he was getting a lot of passes. And Schultz, the tight end. Uh now, I mean, Amari Cooper's the guy. Uh, they cut um, – what was his name from last year? Landry? Yeah, yeah. Land. Jarvis Landry, they cut. Uh, I mean, I, I think Amari's going to get a ton of targets from, you know, Deshaun. Uh, hopefully, they can get connected uh, in sync early. But I, I would say I'm, I'm up on Amari Cooper compared to last year.
1: We're on the same page again here. Uh, okay. And you would think a little bit going from that high powered Dallas offense to Cleveland that maybe he'd take a hit, but I'm with you whereas I just I mean, who else are they going to throw the ball to? Now, if you said that Baker was still the quarterback, then I'm then probably not, but you just added an elite quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and Sean Watson is going to get him the ball. And so like like you, I think we see a little bit of an improvement. I think he's actually got top 10 upside this next year as a wide receiver, you know, I don't know. There's depending on you always see the reports about Cooper and which Cooper is going to show up. And there's been some, some questions over the years about that. Uh, You know, I don't know if any of them are accurate or not. Um, But I do know he has shown the ability at least at times to be legit number one wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, And so I, there's no doubt that, that, Deshaun Watson is going to get in the ball. I know a lot of people are excited about Donovan Peoples Jones, but I do not see Donovan <laughs> Peoples Jones really cutting into Amari Cooper's Cooper's uh targets. I think they got they lost um Austin Hooper. Yeah. The I think t- they the did. Tight end there. Um so again, I, it's it's especially Deshaun Cooper, Chubb, and Hunt. So he's gonna get some run. Uh the last one you have here is Robert Woods. Um not quite on the same level as these others, but
0: No, but I mean, he was a big part of what the Rams did as far as, you know, the passing game and, uh, you know, he would get those little end arounds, you know, in the running game, um, you know, Tennessee, if, if they can get anything from him, it'll be a plus over whatever they got from, you know, uh, Julio last year. Um, but for Woods himself, I, I don't know that I would expect the same type of numbers that he got with the Rams. Um to be determined, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, again, uh, I'm with you. A little bit of a hit to me, just going, again, from Stafford or even when Goff was there yeah. with the Rams. He put up pretty good numbers. He is a really good receiver, a good possession-wide receiver. Uh, but uh, um I don't know. I just is going to force the ball to A.J. Brown when they do throw it. Woods is coming off that injury. So I think he's still going to be productive. You're you're going to get more out of him than you did from Julio, like you said, because that was a that was a nightmare last year. I wasn't expecting elite numbers anyway out of Robert Woods, but whereas I think for in terms of fantasy, I think with the Rams, he was still a wide receiver two. I think he slips more into that wide receiver three range uh, with the, with the Titans, a guy that you can throw out there, uh, but not expecting big time numbers. Yeah, and he's got to be. He's got to be on the wrong side of 30 also coming off that injury. so I think he'll be 30 this year. I, th- I want to okay. say he's 29 right now, but he could be 30. Pretty close. All right. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are we at here? Number two, top three team grades for offseason moves.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> would you like oh, to start, yeah. McCarty?
1: Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, so would, sure. You, would you like to go back and forth here? You want me to give all three? Uh, this is your segment. Uh, yeah, we can go back and forth. Why not? Ooh, good call. I knew I knew <laughs> you were hosting for a reason. First one up, my top grade of the off season, the Bucks. I'm giving them an A oh, plus. Bucks. Okay. Uh, without really having to do anything, but you know they did what they needed. They they signed Godwin. Uh, they just signed Fournette. I you know there was rumors yeah. out there about him visiting the Patriots, but they got yeah. Fournette. And then of course the big one, Tom. That, you know, the ink hadn't even dried off the retirement paperwork yet. He's already back in the QB seat. Now I'm saying he's, he's ready for like five years. So uh, he's he's there. Uh, and also uh, uh, they also signed a cornerback Carlton Davis. It kind of went under the radar. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's going to slot in and start for them at cornerback to help that already pretty potent defense. So as a team that's competing, I don't think they needed to go out and make any huge splashes if you could just re-sign these guys, and they did. Yeah, and I saw they added uh,
0: one of his old linemen from New England, Shaq Mason. So that'll help out up front, yeah. too. Um, you know, I've been hearing a lot about, is Brady even going to be on the Bucks? But, you know, if he if the Bucks, you know, tell teams to, you know, buzz off, you know, we're not going to trade him, then he, he's in a pretty good spot. Uh, like, Godwin is going to miss some time, but they did get this uh, kid from the Bears, Russell Gage. And give him a little something, maybe.
1: So, Russell Gage I, ain't giving nobody nothing. Well, I mean, he's not going to be a B. I mean, well, see. I, I know he was on the Falcons. Oh um, yeah, he was Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, he was. He was okay. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Still got uh, Mike Evans over there. Like he'll be okay. Right. Right. Gronk. Well, I, if, I, if Gronk doesn't leave to go play with Burrow or or Josh Allen.
0: I think Gronk's kind of waiting to see if Brady's going to stay on the Bucks.
1: Yeah, you know if he gets traded elsewhere, I think Gronk's going to sign wherever he yeah. goes. But well, look if if Brady goes elsewhere, then the Bucks drop from an A plus to a D. You know, but right. In the right-
0: it was uh, it was a good story though. You know, Gronk maybe going back to uh, his hometown of Amherst to uh, play for his home team. But uh, it would have been big. I I don't know how serious it was, but it would have been cool. Yes. Uh, my number one team was dolphins. Uh, okay. the fins <clears throat> added a lot of weapons. Let me see. Let me bring up there.
1: Uh, let me bring up their signings. Well, we know they okay. won 45 draft picks for Tyreek Hill.
0: Right. Uh, they got that old lineman from the saints Armstead, uh, Yeah. Couple of running backs, like you said, Moster Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals, uh, Connor Williams up front from Dallas, Cedric Wilson from Dallas. Uh, so they made some moves. Um, we're gonna have to see if they can really be uh, high-powered offense, like I like I think they can. But I, you know, it, it's gonna come down to Tua uh, see if he can take a step
1: forward, but. To a, and if they have a running game or not. You know, I'm still not a big Miles Gaskin yeah. guy. They've got a slew of decent running backs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like Mostert and Edmonds. Uh, but, you know, they both missed some time last year with injuries, Mostert especially. But I forgot about Edmonds. Yeah. I like Edmonds. Yeah. So, it, you know, and they did keep Gasecki. Uh, I, I like their offseason, and I think Miami. Uh, I don't know if they'll necessarily push Buffalo and New England, but I, I think they could. You know, it could potentially be a three-way race for that for that uh, division.
1: Hey Landers, take a hike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> we're uh, we're aspiring high here. In Miami. Okay,
1: fair enough. <laughs> um, oh, it's not me? Yeah. What's your okay. second one? I got the Chargers. I gave him an A. Okay. Uh, you re-signed Mike Williams. I thought they needed to do that to keep that kind of going with with Herbert there. Make sure he's got two weapons there with Allen and, and Williams. Uh, the big one, Miller's boy, cornerback JC Jackson. Yeah. Uh, top top cornerback on the market there. You also got Khalil Mac. Mack. Right. So, you know the AFC West, which is. Become pretty quarterback heavy now with with some of the recent moves. So getting a couple of um, you know the cornerback the to kind of hang with teams like the Chiefs um, and now Denver, I guess. Yeah, and then a little more low key bringing in Gerald Everett, at tight end. He's not going to give you a ton, but he's a good good veteran uh, tight end there to add another uh, weapon for Herbert. So I like those yeah. moves.
0: I like that too. I ideally, I think they could use another weapon, but that really shores up their defense with Bosa on the other side with Mac um and of course Jackson one of the better cover guys I I would probably pick the Chargers as
1: the favorite to win the West right now I think that's what Miller said last week he liked the Chargers yeah okay Yeah they had a nice I, I, I wouldn't have said that before the Tyreek Hill trade I would now right. be more open to that um I, although I, I say that I actually like Denver a little more than the Chargers but I think any three of those teams could win it. Denver's tough too. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see. My second was the Browns. Uh, of course, the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, but they also.
1: Let me see. Yeah. Excuse me, Browns. Where did you go? I couldn't figure out whether to put the Browns in my top or my bottom. I didn't. I didn't put them anywhere. I, I like that they're trying. My only concern was I believe they gave Watson like two hundred and thirty million guaranteed,
0: guaranteed,
1: yeah, which is insane uh, for a running it's, quarterback. It's but
0: it's intense. Uh, other than Watson and Cooper, uh, nothing, nothing of note. Uh, they resigned David and Joku. Um, like you said, they did lose Austin Hooper, but you know that <laughs> Deshaun Watson is going to make them basically what they were hoping. Baker yeah. Mayfield was going to do for him. Uh, give him a legitimate quarterback. Of, you know, you can put Mayfield's name on that super long Browns jersey with all the quarterback games <laughs> now. I, but Watson is, is a proven commodity. And yeah. Uh,
1: uh,
0: Cleveland, would they be my favorite to win the North? I mean, Cincy. I don't know. So I'd say Cincy, Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, they're up there. Uh, I, I like what they did. That was my second, uh,
1: number two. Okay. My last one, maybe a homer pick here, uh, but look, I didn't even give them an A, just a B plus. It's okay. the Buffalo Bills. Okay. <laughs> Again, a team that I don't think needed to do a ton, uh, but they went out. Obviously, the the splash move they got Von Miller, who, yeah. you know, did they overpay him to get him? at this point in his career, probably, but he's still a playmaker. And I think he's a guy that Bill's mafia is going to go crazy over. They're going to love them some Von Miller. Um, uh, a low key signing that I really liked was Roger uh, Swafford. He was a pro bowl offensive lineman uh, last year with the Titans. They signed him to a one-year deal to to help get a little more protection for Allen. Uh, you re signed McKenzie, a wide receiver that's, Never gonna be a wide receiver, one or two for them. But he had some big games last year when he had to fill in a good slot receiver. And then, kind of again, another under the the radar one, Jamison Crowder. Yeah, don't love Jamison Crowder. He's not going to give you a ton, but I think he's a a good good really solid depth wide receiver to add to that yeah, mix. There,
0: he's a good little slot guy.
1: I think he'll pretty he'll, much fill the Cole Beasley he'll, type he'll role. Fill in for Beasley just fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was actually hoping. Well, I shouldn't say. I mean, look, if they go out and pick up a a big-time wide receiver to come in with Diggs, then I would have been excited. But part of me did kind of hope that they didn't sign a big-time running back or another big-time wide receiver just because I really think Gabriel Davis can be a legit wide receiver too. and I'm hoping he gets that opportunity this year. At the same point, I think Singletary, what he showed in the playoffs last year, if they lean on him a little bit, he actually can be pretty productive. So I was kind of hoping to see a whole year out of Gabriel Davis and Singletary with with legitimate touches. Yeah,
0: yeah, they definitely have some promise. Uh well, Singletary for sure. Davis had that one game uh, where he looked like Jerry Rice. I you know, other than, <laughs> other than that, I don't know what he's done, but Singletary's had a, he had a pretty decent run the whole second half. He really turned it on. Yeah. Uh let's see. My number 3 is going to be the Raiders. Uh, uh Raiders. Of course, Devontae. Uh, Chandler Jones, pass rushing on defense. Uh, they picked up a corner that's solid from Indy. This Rocky Yasin, uh, Brandon Bolden, kind of a do-it-all from New England. Um, I think it's not enough for them to... I would still say they're the fourth team in the AFC West, but they've certainly gotten a lot stronger. They're not yeah. too far away from those other three. Uh, with their off season, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, they made the playoffs last year.
0: Yeah, and I think they gave this Max Crosby, the other pass rusher, a big deal this off season.
1: Yeah, Crosby's so good. He's a good player.
0: With him and Chandler Jones, they sh- they should have a pretty decent pass rush. But
1: can't argue. We'll see. What's next?
0: Uh. Well, I guess my. Uh,
1: oh, bottom. Bottom. We, we put a lot of teams in here.
0: <laughs> yes. I had a uh, a little bonus top ooh, three. My fourth team was uh, the Nagels. Okay. Just for loading up on that offensive line.
1: Offensive help. line. Yeah. That yeah. was that was good. They needed that. A little bottom three, McCarty. What do we have here? All right. First up. The Jaguars. And look, I gave them a D minus. Uh it would have been an F. But at least they're trying something. I'll give yeah. them that, and at least they got rid of Urban. Although I didn't give him credit for that in the off season, because I think that was before the end of the season. Um, but look, we talked about it on last week's episode fifty-one that, that you're never going to be able to hear. But uh, <laughs> Christian Kirk, look, I, I like Christian Kirk. I think he's a fine, solid, uh, fine <clears> wide <throat> receiver. But to make to pay him top five. Wide receiver money in the NFL to me is a little insane. A it was intense. Never hit a thousand yards. You're giving him a seventy-two million dollar contract. Um, again, I actually like Kirk. I just don't love, love him as your that's your number one, and, and you're going to pay him that top five money. Yeah. But even even more disgraceful than that, oh, well. Zay Jones, oh, um, well. a three year twenty four million. You're paying this guy eight million dollars a year. The guy's never had sixty catches in the season. Uh, he's never gone over 600 yards. I don't get that at all. I feel like he's a borderline free agent uh, in the NFL. Not a bad uh, wide receiver for, or, or you know, a depth guy. If you got somebody injured, I mean, uh, eight million's not too much, is it for Zay Jones? That's seven million too many. Now oh, and then you enough. you gave nine million to Evan Ingram uh, again, another guy that's hurt every year and has, has never surpassed much of anything.
0: Yeah, I, I like Evan Ingram a lot when he's actually playing. Uh, Zay Zay had a couple of decent games for the Raiders. Um, he flashed a little more than he did in
1: Buffalo, but I guess here's here's my thing. You know who, you know who just got paid? Um, so we talked about Zay being eight. You know who just yeah. got paid uh, between nine and ten million a year? The guy they let go, DJ Shark. Give me J- yeah. DJ Shark over Zay Jones any day of the week. Then you pay right. the same. Uh, right. Give me give me shark over Christian Kirk, who you just gave seventy two million dollars to. So I, I just I, I don't know. I, I look at least they're spending their money. I give them credit for going out and trying to, and trying to surround Lawrence with some more weapons. Yeah. I just don't know if it was best money well spent. Now they also did go out and get some uh, other pieces of defense and offense that actually did make more sense. But I just these big splashes didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I definitely
0: kind of overspent. For what they got, but I mean, I and I don't know that it's going to really help them a whole lot. Uh, who else is down there? I, I think the Colts are still going to be good, Titans will still be good. Uh, Jacksonville and Houston, Houston's terrible, it's a bad division all around, to be honest. But yeah, uh, Jacksonville should get third. I don't think they'll, I mean, you can't be losing Houston. I mean, I still think they'll get third in that division, but yeah, I don't know how much better they really got. Um, Let me see. My my number one is the Panthers. Uh, they lost both corners, Gilmore Boye. I think the big thing for them is they did not pick up any of the free agent quarterbacks uh, that were available, and they did not trade for a quarterback. I guess they're going to ride with Darnold, who Sammy baby had a had a good start to the season, but the last three fourths of the season was pretty rough. Uh. Yes. When when he was playing. Um their additions don't wow me at all. I mean, you're talking about Deontay Foreman who's definitely past his better days. Uh Richard Higgins well, receiver.
1: Yeah, and Foreman a guy that is getting a contract and made his name because of what he did when he filled in for Derrick Henry. And he did well. He did well there, but that's a line that was producing for Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? It's kind of a system. Yeah. Um. They, they they kind of proved not to take anything away from Derrick Henry, but that Titans team with their game plan proved that they could put any running back back there and get him a hundred yards. Yeah, I think I was thinking of Deontay Freeman, who used to be with the
0: Falcons, I was thinking of. Oh, Devontae Freeman. He's get, yeah, he's getting up there. The Foreman. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how old he is, but um, I don't know that he's <laughs> going to really set the world on fire. I guess he, you know, he, he'll spell McCaffrey. Right. But yeah. I, I think the big thing for them, they just stunk it up without really improving the quarterback spot. Um, So they're my number one bottom team.
1: Fair enough. My next one. uh, (laughs) I give this team an F. It's the Washington Commanders. Uh, Hey, now, no love for Wentz. uh, Look, between the the name choice for the team and – Wanting to spend twenty eight million and give up multiple picks for Carson Wentz, uh, yes, I thought that was terrible. I, it, it, take Carson Wentz out of it; I'd give him enough for the name choice. For the, that's a bad off season. No. Um, but the Wentz thing—it it didn't make sense to me. Uh, give me a guy. Give me Trubisky for ten million over Wentz for twenty eight, and you didn't have to give up any picks for him.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you don't really if trust either of them.
1: No. So if you're looking for a guy to kind of hold the seat, well, you, you go out and draft somebody to sit behind somebody for a year or two. Um, I, I get Wentz has had success before. It's just, it's been a while. And he did yeah. not look, he did, he, he was okay with Indy last year, but certainly not going out and winning games for them. So, so why give up the picks and why spend all the cap on him?
0: I mean, I guess he's better than whoever they had last year, but. Yeah, Heineke. Yeah, when you put it that way, you could have gotten a cheaper guy who's a stopgap than you know than Carson. Bring back Fitzy. pretty cheap. Yeah, and really, he is living off that what MVP the Super Bowl run with the, with Philly. Yeah, he he was the leading candidate before he got hurt for MVP, but that was 2017. I mean, we're talking what is that five years ago? Mm-hmm. So he, he's still kind of living on that. uh, Yeah, it's questionable, but I I guess the biggest uh, free agent news for them was uh, McKissick uh, going back and forth with the Bills.
1: (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever, McKissick. (laughs) Stay stay in Washington. Not that he's necessarily a superstar. but (laughs) Go be a commander, McKissick. (laughs) What is the
0: uh, Cleveland baseball team's name now? Guardians. I don't know which one's worse. That's bad, too. Guardians. Again. I think Guardians is a little better. Okay. Fair enough. But you know,
1: just my, my take. <laughs> yeah. my opinion.
0: Yes. What do we got here? My second worst. And this is hideous. We're talking the Texans. Uh, of course they lose <laughs> the quarterback. Uh, but they did get a bunch of picks. But I'm looking at I'm looking at their key additions, and we're literally talking about a bunch of no-namers. This is bad. Uh yeah, this is bad. They lost the Sean, Tyrod Taylor, Justin Reed, who was solid. They finally did get rid of David Johnson's contract, but uh looks like they signed Kyle Allen to back up uh the kid that, you know, did show a little something there at the end of the year for them. The uh, Davis out of the Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh so I guess they're all in on Davis Mills, but they are a bad team. And it's it was a, bad a horrendous
1: offseason it's a bad team. I'm sure they're looking for, you know, the 2023 draft is loaded next yeah. year's. So I'm sure they're planning on getting the number 1 pick in that uh and then trying to rebuild from there and probably at some point this season you'll see Brandon Cooks move maybe for more 2023 picks. Yeah, you know cuz cuz Cooks is still pretty good, but what is he good I mean, what good is he doing in with the Texans? He, he's Yeah. not providing them any wins. Um so I, I didn't put they didn't make my list. Uh, they easily could have. I just I I don't even think about the Texans when I think about football. I right now are so uh, bad. What does it matter if they had yeah, a bad offseason? Yeah. I mean, they got some picks for watching, so that's good. Yeah, uh, surprised they didn't get a uh, quarterback back in that. I felt like they would have at least got tried to get Baker with some picks, but
0: right. I I was surprised, but I think didn't Cleveland pick up his fifth year option? Yeah, I don't know. So. It, it's at a steep price uh, if you are going to trade for Mayfield, which is probably why nobody's kind of moved for him yet. But
1: Yeah. All right. My last one, I've got the Falcons. Uh, you know, just because they've – I feel like they haven't quite made up their mind throughout the offseason to what they want to do. You know, early on, they're probably thinking, okay, we're getting Ridley back. Uh, you know, we got Pitts coming up in year two. We're going to re-sign Cordell Patterson. Um maybe get a quarterback and let them develop under Matt Ryan, but then kind of fast forward. Ridley's out for the year uh, because of the, the gambling thing, which that's a whole other right. topic and seems seems crazy to me. But um, you trade Ryan. So there's no one to throw the ball to the pits now. Uh, I'm not sure who they brought in yet. If anybody.
0: They signed Marcus Mariota,
1: who's yes, an athlete. Yes, but. But. they did sign. Okay, Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then you go out and you still re-sign Cordero Patterson, uh, which, again, uh, it seems to me like you're going full rebuild once you traded away Matt Ryan. Uh, so I don't know why you need to sign Patterson unless you're going to sign him and then trade him at some point because he was really good for them last year, don't get me wrong. And he's also a 28-, 29-year-old gadget running back slash wide receiver. Um, so maybe they, they plan on trading him and they just, they just didn't want to lose him for nothing because it's not like they had to spend a bunch to keep him. Uh, but I just – uh, I don't know. That's a bad offseason. Not all of it. Uh, yeah, some of it out of their control with with the Ridley thing. That they may have known about that all along. Anyway, I don't know. Um, but just a, a, a bad offseason in terms of Falcons. Not much to look forward to next year. It doesn't look like.
0: No, they were bad already too, and it.
1: Yeah, it.
0: Uh, it was really bad, uh, Ridley. I mean, he might have used like Fanduel or DraftKings or something, which probably you know half the players do anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, it, yeah, it's, that's kind of silly. Uh, my third is going to be the Packers. Um, just because losing Devontae, and they also lost Cedarius Smith, uh, one of the pass rushers, uh, and St. Brown, who was probably just their fourth receiver, but still they're left with Lazard. Uh, all that Scanling's gone, so I think yeah, they're left the with Chiefs. Lazard. And... Uh, Cobb, <laughs> literally the only uh, addition they
1: made was Cobb. a punter,
0: uh, a punter named Pat O'Donnell.
1: <laughs> yeah, but look, I, I couldn't put him in my bottom just because they signed Rodgers. That's the only reason I couldn't put him in the bottom. Right, I, right. It's big, which I'm surprised Rodgers even agreed to sign, knowing that Adams was gone. But <sighs> that 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 confused me for sure. Uh, they must there must was. Just- there they have to be a... taking somebody in the first round, like a wide receiver. Like, there's got to be something that Rogers is aware of that they're going to try and do or do. I, I don't. I yeah, don't know. and he's too old to want to be on a rebuilding offense.
0: Something happened there. I think Rodgers supposedly said that Adams was being selfish for not wanting the franchise tag, which you know I guess you can feel that way. But I mean, nobody wants the franchise tag. It's just one year of pay. Uh, you don't have any security. so I, I don't know if the bonte took that to heart and said, well, you know, I'll go play elsewhere. Um, I find it support- a little uh,
1: uh, a little strange that Rogers is questioning somebody else's uh, negotiating tactics or, or right w- want or willingness to take a team friendly deal, but
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean it, something something happened there because yeah. I mean, for for sure, you expected, if Rodgers was coming back, I mean, it was a slam dunk that Devontae was going to come back, uh, at the very least on that franchise tag, but probably an extension. But, yeah, something – I mean, worst-case scenario happened there for them.
1: Yeah. All right. We're 35 minutes in. Let's let's cruise along the last couple of okay. do We have top three free agent signings trades you're still expecting to happen. Sure. I'll give you my three. Sure. Uh, first sure. off, uh, Julio I'm expecting him to go somewhere And I could see him going somewhere where he could actually be relevant again Assuming he's healthy And that would be the Patriots or the Packers Go to the Packers, you got Rodgers thrown to you All of a sudden I think you're pretty legitimate If you can stay on the field uh, Patriots, a little lesser so with Mac Jones But at least you're the number one there with nobody else to throw to um, I could see him doing that over Signing on to be a wide receiver Two or three for Somebody else uh, You know what I mean yeah. Um, or even we were talking about the, the Packers. Like, still a couple of guys out there. Like you talked about, go out, go out and get Jarvis Landry. I mean, he would be plenty productive with, with Rodgers. So there's a couple options out there. But uh, Mayfield to the Seahawks. I feel I like lie. that's going to happen. I don't know why, but I just – Mayfield's going somewhere. Who are they
0: rolling with now? Drew uh, Locke. <laughs> yes. 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 <it's> Drew Locke. <laughs> True, one Hawk. of Elway's beautiful quarterback picks.
1: <laughs> yes. So that's that. And then I know the Falcons got Marcus, but I'm looking at either Jordan Love or Jimmy G to the Falcons. Go on yeah, Jimmy it. G needs to go somewhere. Uh, Love would be would, would be intense. Uh, I'd be intrigued to see whether it's the Seahawks, Falcons, somebody that doesn't really have a quarterback now. You know, if you're – if you don't feel like there is a first round talent quarterback in this draft, maybe even second round uh, for some teams, uh, you know Jordan Love does have first round draft stock. He has sat behind Aaron Rodgers. It's a gamble because you haven't really seen him play much. No, but I think right uh, the last I heard, were teams uh, people were saying he would go for you could get him for about a second round pick. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Um, but if you'd rather keep your first round pick and not draft a quarterback, trade a second for him and, and let him go this year, that that's that's a that's a thought. I would be interested to see him go out and cause he's either gonna demand a trade or they're gonna move him regardless, because you just signed Rodgers to another multi year deal. Jordan Love's I think twenty three. He's yeah, not gonna so s- young, yeah. he's not gonna sit behind <clears throat> Rogers until he's twenty six, twenty seven years old.
0: Yeah, uh Potentially, maybe they could keep him if they stink and Rodgers wants out. But, yeah, if you could get a second for him in case Rodgers does stay all three years, I mean, why not? Uh, boy, I, I really didn't think the Packers would you know, shop him, but with Rodgers signing a three-year deal, it, it is possible. I, I could see it. Um, let's see. My number one is definitely definitely Jimmy G. Uh, He's got about a $26 million cap hit. The 49ers have no plans of playing him. However, there aren't a whole lot of teams left that need a QB. Um, Like you're saying, Seattle, I don't know if they trade him in the division, but then again, who's really scared of Jimmy G?
1: I would have taken Uh, him at 26 over once at 28. Let me see.
0: Yeah, does Wentz have two years left or one year?
1: I want to say two, might, but I don't really know. Yeah, he
0: might have two. I I probably would have taken Jimmy, too, because I think he's on his last year. But, uh, yeah, I don't know who I'd rather have, talent-wise. You know, Probably neither. But Jimmy definitely needs to get moved, and uh, we'll see what happens. The Falcons are possible, like you're saying, because uh, – Mariota is basically an athlete, um, and I don't know that they trade him in division to Seattle, but Seattle is bad. Uh, my man second one. Down, man
1: down. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to play that last segment, so I
0: just had to get it under. Mark, well, Mark Jackson, <laughs> yes. Uh, Baker is my second one, but he's going to be tough because I think they picked up his fifth year option, which is I think, but eighteen nineteen million dollars. So for a guy that, yeah, I, I guess you don't mind him starting necessarily, but you don't love it. I, I just don't know if anybody's going to trade for that number. Um, maybe if he was making what he did this last year, that they, they would. But that, that's going to be a tough sell. They might have to end up cutting him. Uh, my third is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, there are teams that still need receivers, like you're saying, but he's probably going to be out till mid season. Since he blew his knee out in the Super Bowl, but yeah. uh he could potentially do what he gave to the Rams, kind of give you that second half of the year guy to uh give you a little punch. Um, like the Rams got in midseason. But also Jadevian Clowney, uh solid pass rusher. I think he's still out there. I don't I don't know if Cleveland is trying to re sign him or or not, but he you know, he's still got a little something left. Clownster. Yes. About yes. me. What are we up on the kiss or kick here? Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, would you like to start? Sure. I'll start. Kiss or kick. AFC West being better than the NFC West. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. Kick, kiss all day. Uh, three very top heavy talented teams, and the Raiders are good. Uh, the NFC West has Seattle. Um, the other three teams definitely uh, are in the hunt for, for winning. I'd say the Cardinals probably a little
1: bit less, but yeah, I think the AFC West is tougher for sure. All right, next up, not this year, but next season, Tua as the starting quarterback on the Dolphins. Kiss your kick. Man,
0: I mean... It, it, I, He's really going to have no more excuses after this next year. So it, I hope it's a kiss. You know, I hope he does well. There's a lot of weapons. He's got no excuses left. But uh, if he plays well, yeah, he'll be the starter. If not, it, yeah, he's long gone for sure. But I hope it's a kiss.
1: Last one. Let's take it to the Niners world. Elijah Mitchell keeping the Niners starting running back gig all year. Barring injury, of course.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see it. Um, like we said earlier, Mostert's gone. Uh, I think they still have Jeff Wilson Jr. They still have Hasty. still have uh,
1: Sermon. Sermon.
0: But yeah, I, th- he, he's I think he's definitely going to get the bulk of the carries, although, you know, Shanahan likes to spread it around, but I think he'll definitely still be their, their primary guy. I love Mitchell.
1: I love Mason yeah. Mitchell. It's just hard to see a, a six round draft pick succeed ever. But, yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for him because he was really good last year. Indeed, indeed. My
0: kiss or kick, we're going to start with Tom Brady gets traded.
1: Nah. <laughs> He's staying in Tampa. Gronk's okay. back. Fournette's back. Godwin's back. They're going to lose to Buffalo in the Super Bowl. What's next? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh,
0: yeah, I'd like to see him stay there too. Um, my second one is Cincinnati goes back to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> I love Cincinnati. It's just it, – it, it's so hard to get back with to be to begin with unless you're like just a super elite team, which I don't consider Cincinnati to be some super elite team. I think they're really good. Right. But to be honest, there's just way too many good quarterbacks right now in the AFC, And I, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a round robin every year of, of who makes it. Um, but no, I, I think I was surprised they made it this year. I thought they were right a year or two ahead of schedule, which they probably were. Right. Um, and it's not to say they can't go back. I just think some things went their way and it's just, there's just too many good teams t- for me to be able to confidently say that they would have a chance at going back.
0: Yeah. I feel the same way. The AFC is just loaded. Uh, I mean, you're running through a gauntlet of superstar quarterbacks out there. It's uh, Burrow is one of them, but I mean, yeah, it's uh, the odds aren't great, and unfortunately, he pulled the Dan Marino statement saying,
1: "Ah, oh, well, you know, we're young, we'll be back." But think of yeah. as great as her, not Herb, as great as Burrow is, he's probably still like the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the AFC. Uh, you know, as as good as he is, and I think he's awesome. Um, yeah, but, you, from, but you're but you're probably taking Allen Mahomes and Herbert over him. Yeah, from pro- a physical talent perspective, yeah, I agree.
0: He just seems to have kind of a winning,
1: yeah, uh, absolutely, aura to
0: him. He does, but yeah, I mean, his physical gifts aren't quite the same as those guys. But uh, yeah, he, he did pull the Marino statement, you know, saying, "Hey, we'll be back." You know, we got a lot of years left. Unfortunately, Marino never no, made it. Oh, Danny, so don't do it, Danny. Know, <laughs> Uh, hopefully, that's not the same with Burrow, but you don't want to jinx yourself doing that. So no, you don't. Uh, what do we have here?
1: My third one is Chargers win the AFC West. Hmm. Well, I don't hate it, but I'm going to kick it only just because I do like Denver just a touch better. and Maybe I'm only saying that because I actually thought – I thought last year without Russell Wilson the Denver with that defense uh, was going to contend – Oh with, yeah, with Kansas City they didn't, um, but now the, I, I feel like the only thing they were missing was a quarterback. And I love the stock right now of Cortland Sutton, of Jerry Judy. Uh, disappointed they they lost Fant. You know uh, I liked Fant. Yeah. I know Miller likes Fant a lot, uh, but Javante Williams looks like he's going to be a legit running back. Yeah, uh, and that that defense is really good. So again, uh, all that to say. They could finish eight and eight in that division, or well, I guess nine and eight now. Um, and the Chargers could certainly win it. I think it's going to be a battle all year. But I, I do agree that I don't know that I would make the Chiefs the favorite anymore. No, they're not my favorite. I I agree. The Chargers and Denver are, especially since are, the Chargers got some more defense. I mean, they're better defensively yeah, than Kansas City. Yeah, and Denver's going
0: to get KJ Hamler back because they lost early. Uh, I I just don't. See the Chiefs really being dangerous enough. Ah, uh, KJ Hamlin. <laughs> Penn State's finest. <laughs> the uh, human joystick. Yes. But uh Or is it
1: Hamler, yeah. sorry? I think I said Ham- yeah. Yeah. Hamler.
0: I uh but I I'll go with the Chargers. But yeah, it's kind of pick them between them and Denver for me too.
1: All right. Well, you know, our first segment really breezed through it. I thought, okay, we're in for a nice, quick, easy show. Uh and then here we are forty seven minutes in segment oh, two wow. don't I'll worry do baseball's coming up. okay, we'll make it quick again <laughs> we'll be We'll be right back. Welcome back to sports fantasies with Miller and McCarty. All right, here we are. We're back at it. I feel like this is going to be your favorite segment, Landers. Oh yeah, baseball. <laughs> yes, love indeed, some baseball. Don't you? We're going, to keep love this pretty, we're going to keep this pretty quick. If Miller was on here, you know, we'd be we'd, we'd go with this for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, so let's get right into it. Uh, spring training players to watch. Now I asked you to pick three. I, if you were being honest, you'd probably give me zero. Uh, but is there anybody you're interested in seeing in spring training?
0: Uh, Other than Nick Castellanos, probably not. Okay, Nick Castellanos. (laughs) All right.
1: Castellanos is a solid player. Oh, yeah. Came over from the Reds.
0: Didn't the uh, Phillies also pick up Schwarber?
1: They did. Okay, I'll say Castellanos and Schwarber. They've got a nice lineup. They've got a nice lineup. (laughs) Yes. Uh, we're going to get to our um, Mount Rushmore pretty soon. Maybe they made your, maybe Castellanos made your well, Mount Rushmore uh, for Philly. Maybe not. I don't but, know about all that. But. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, who else? Just give me all, or is that it? You just got one. Castellanos Ring training players to
0: watch. Uh, well, one of my favorite guys is still hurt. Uh, uh, what's his name in San Diego? There, Tatis. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Nobody exciting, I guess.
1: All right, you heard it here first. Nobody excited <laughs> this year. Spring training, it's going to be what a about you? Year. Oh, I'm glad you asked. I've got a few. <laughs> oh. uh, Joe Adele is my first one, and he's been hitting pretty well so far. This is a guy that slipped too far, in my opinion, in dynasty drafts. You know, he's still 22 years old. He's going to be an everyday player this year, roaming around the outfield with with Mike Trout. Of course this was the number 1 prospect in baseball a couple of years ago and then he came up for 25 games or so with the Angels 2 years ago and did horribly and he kind of fell off everybody's radar uh you know in 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 the world of fantasy last year again there doesn't seem to be an overall consensus that he played great he was 3.5 points per game which again in the world of fantasy is pretty decent it's it's well above average. Uh, so at 22 years old, I'm just interested to see if he takes that step forward this year. He's got a lot of power, a ton of speed. He could be a, a staple in that Angels outfield for years to come, but we'll see. He's he's a prospect, so you never know. Next one, and I think he debuted yesterday, but I did not look at how he did. Um, Suzuki. Uh, the Cubs guy. <laughs> newest member of the Cubs. It was an interesting signing. I didn't know, of course, with the lockout, it, it was unclear where he was going to go. I didn't even have the Cubs on uh, on my radar. Um, I was uh, the rumors were kind of Boston, Seattle, maybe New York, a couple places like that. But went to the Cubs. So interested to see how he how his game um, translates. And then, other than that, really nothing specific, but just those position battles, especially with the like back end pitchers. Uh, again, in our, when you're talking about fantasy baseball. Getting starting pitchers is uh, tough sometimes and a big deal. So just figuring out which guys are going to have that fourth or fifth uh, pitching position for different teams. But it's really a lot ahead. Any MLB storylines that you're looking forward to this year?
0: Uh, we already talked about the New York uh, vaccinated, unvaccinated play. Uh, your boy, Corey Seager, is going to be the man. Got his big contract. We'll see uh, yeah. if he can live up to it um there's a couple guys i couldn't believe are still in the league nelson cruz has got to be in his uh, yes. and i think he he's making like 15 this year i saw
1: he's still getting it done
0: <laughs> it's incredible he just
1: uh, dhs and hits home runs that's what he does
0: <laughs> yes and somehow it's not just age but ability rich hill yes uh I was never impressed with Rich Hill when he was 25 years old, let alone how old he is now. But he's still
1: in the major leagues, which is incredible. Hill may be in his 40s as well. I, I, he's <laughs> he's up there. Or it could be closer to 37, 38. I don't really remember. I mean, Rich Hill never had great stuff to begin with, so I don't know how he's hanging on. It's just great control, and he gets outs. He's done a great <laughs> job of – yeah. And he's another guy that you know could end up being that fifth pitcher on that Boston – um, starting squad we'll see though cuz they've got a couple young guys too <laughs> like Tanner Hawk and Garrett Whitlock that might win that fifth spot over him i think they gave michael waka the fourth spot so but he could still be starting again this year rich the Cruz is definitely the ageless wonder <laughs> and he's, <laughs> yes. he's probably about 6 years older than what what you know yeah yeah uh, but all right something i'm looking at Kind of the uh, the first baseman uh, angle with the Braves. You know they you know let Freeman go to the Dodgers, yeah, which was big. They replaced him with Matt Olson, twenty seven year old from Oakland, who's had a really good year last year. Uh, one of the elite first basemen. So interested to see um, just how that plays out. That's some tough shoes to fill in Atlanta. I think he'll do just fine. He's a really good player. I think as long as he comes out the gate and does all right. The Braves fans will be fine with it. Um, if he's struggling, that's going to be a lot of pressure. Uh, again, knowing that they let Freeman go and brought him in, I think they signed him to an eight-year deal. Uh, so he's going to be there for the long term. But and also, yeah, interesting.
0: Fre- <clears throat> but Freeman's a guy that you know you would have loved to see him retire as a Brave. I think he's going to be one of the guys that goes down with like a Chipper Jones or a, yeah. you know, some of these guys that you kind of think of as being. Uh, you know, on one team, uh, I thought he was going to be that type of guy. Uh, but I guess the story continues
1: elsewhere for Freddie. L.A. baby loading up again. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently he's got family out there. He's got a grandfather out there that that's what he kind of threw out there is his reason to go there. I don't know if that's accurate or not. That's his real reasoning. Uh, But anyway, the only other thing I was uh, looking at was because of the lockout, do we think the ratings take a hit or is it really not matter? The people that are going to watch baseball will watch baseball and those that don't won't. Yeah. I don't see it really affecting anything to be honest. Um,
0: the fact that there's no pitchers hitting anymore is probably a plus. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just don't really see it making that big of a difference. I mean, what spring training might've
1: gotten pushed back a little bit or shortened. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. I don't think it made a difference either. Um, if they, had they not gotten a deal done and had to cancel games and, and this and that, uh, then, then probably or potentially, but yeah, I think it is what it is right now. If you watch baseball, you're probably fine with it at this point. If you don't, you weren't going to start watching anyway. Right. All right. So, all right, let's move into Mount Rushmore. Seeing as that you're in Pennsylvania, we want to do this <laughs> Pennsylvania style, uh, which I'm, uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, yes. Phillies and the pirates, of course, we went, as we do with Mount Rushmore, around 1990 to current. Didn't go all the way okay. back in the history. Uh, so let's start with the Phillies. Give me your Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia. Yeah, since it was 90s on, I had to cut Mike Schmidt. Uh, yes,
0: yes, you did. I mean, he might have he might have played one or two years in the 90s, but it would have been at the very end. Uh, I have Cole Hamels, uh, okay. Chase Utley. Yeah. Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard. Okay. All right. All from a similar era.
1: Pretty close. We have one difference. I I went Jimmy Rollins as well. Three-time All-Star, four-times Gold Glove, National League MVP. uh, Chase Utley, probably one of the better second basemen of all time. Six-time All-Star, 4 times Silver Slugger. I had Cole Hamels like you. I... I always like to put a picture on here, and it was between Cole Hamels and Kurt Schilling to me. But I feel yeah. like Cole Hamels, uh, Kurt Schilling had his better years, or his, his Later. premier premier years elsewhere. Yeah. Whereas Cole Hamels, uh, I'm pretty sure he was a World Series MVP. Um, At least helped him win a World Series. So I, I put him there. The difference to me, I, I took out Ryan Howard. I actually put Bryce Harper in here. Oh, my. And I know he's only played like three years in Philly. But quite honestly, those three years are still better than any of Chase, at least 20, or, <laughs> well. or Jimmy Rollins. or well. I, mean, I mean, Bryce Harper is arguably the best player in baseball for the last decade. So to have him on your team for three years, uh, I just don't know how you leave him off there. I saw a uh, one list I saw that had a top 25. They didn't even have him in there. But maybe they weren't. Counting anybody that didn't play there a certain amount of years, I'm not yeah. sure. Hmm. Uh, I did have Ryan Howard as an honorable mention. I think Ryan Howard that one year seemed like he won every every award that there was to win uh team the award MVP for year. Philly. Yeah, so he was definitely big time. All right, let's move on to uh, – I'm not going to lie. The Pirates was a struggle. <laughs> well, I mean, this was a real struggle. Uh, uh, but But go ahead.
0: Even though they were only there a couple of years in the '90s, I got to go with Bonds and Bonilla, the Killer Bees. Okay, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who I think was probably their better player of late, uh, best player late that I could think of. Yeah. And pitching wise, I, I'd say Garrett Cole. You know, he was just a victim of Pittsburgh not spending money to retain him, but he, you know, he had some nasty stuff for sure. I didn't even remember <clears throat> Garrett Cole there.
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, how many years was he there, four, five, six? Okay. Well, I would have put Garrett Cole in. It's yeah. sad that I missed that because my pitcher yeah. is uh, Doug Drabeck. I would, oh, my. I would, I would take Garrett Cole over Doug Drabeck. Doug. Um, so I had Barry Bonds as well, even though that was uh, not the you know 70-home run, home run Barry Bonds, but still one of their better players. When I was looking at the list, I didn't see Bonilla on any list, so I didn't even didn't even come to my mind. I didn't put him on there. Um, but I, you know, that's a fine play. I've got McCutcheon on there as well. Great career. He's still getting it done. I think he Yeah, he just signed with somebody. Mil- Milwaukee. <laughs> and it's a hitter's park, so he'll probably be just fine DH in Milwaukee this year. Um, and then I also had uh, Starling Marte. Okay. Uh, again, another player that's still getting it done. He was yeah. really really good in Pittsburgh. Uh, and has been pretty elite for a long time. Honorable mention, Andy Van Slyke. Uh, oh, my. Bonus point, <clears throat> if you know where he went to college. Van Slyke? Uh, no. Uh, our alum, sir, Liberty University. Did he really? A, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. Andy Van Slyke. It's the only reason I put him on here is so I could mention that he went to Liberty. Uh,
0: another all-time great
1: pirate going to Liberty, Sid Bream. Ah, yes. <laughs> hopefully, I, ho- hopefully, I'm not just confusing the two. <laughs> well, <laughs> could be. Maybe <laughs> they didn't or... both go. Maybe it was Sid Bream. I don't know. I don't know Better. if anybody's going to fact check you either way, but <laughs> uh, Miller will,
0: and <laughs> okay. it'll come out. Van Slyke, speaking of Draybeck, wasn't his kid in the farm system with the Phillies and he was supposed to be a stud?
1: Kyle Draybeck? It's possible. The name sounds familiar, but. That'd be about sure. 10
0: years ago. He was like supposed to be. Best pitcher in the farm system, and he, he
1: just never ended up doing anything. Well, look, it's never over. You got <laughs> to keep hope alive, man. You never know. All right. Thank goodness that's it for baseball. Really quick. Uh, last segment we have here, we're going a little off the beaten path. Return to the top 10. We're going celebrity beefs. Uh, Beef eater. This can be celebrities. This can be athletes, musicians, like whatever you want to do here. It could be me versus Miller, if you consider a celebrity, which (laughs) you should. Uh, I'll tell you what. Give me your 10 through 8.
0: 10 through 8? You know what? I'm just going to give you some names because I didn't even number these. I just put 10 down. All right. Uh, Fair enough. The first three, classic music, Biggie Tupac. um, Yes. Letterman Leno. I don't know that it was a beef per se, but certainly a ratings uh, head-to-head there was a little beef with Letterman not getting the gig after Carson. Leno got that because yeah. he was on NBC. Uh, everybody expected him to get that job, but they gave it to Leno. So Letterman switched over to CBS.
1: And there's some story out there about Leno actually hiding, hiding in a closet during a meeting, <laughs> during a meeting with Letterman and, and the brass there at that station. But, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but. That's a great,
0: great all-time story, if true. uh. Yes. Uh, And one that I looked up that I had no idea about, William Shatner, against the entire rest of the cast of Star Trek, apparently Shatner was a real jerk. Uh, Who knew? He still has beef with George Takei to this day. Takei did not invite him to his wedding.
1: (laughs) He was not invited to the wedding, and Shatner was very hurt by this. Like I might talk about that in a little bit, but how you didn't know about that, I don't know. But I mean, is, <laughs> I don't know. It, that is legendary. Is it? Man, it, in my in my world, it is. Yes. Uh, go ahead. I don't like to think of Shatner
0: as a jerk. You know, he's he plays a good comedic role. He's the Priceline guy, and you know. Well, look,
1: I don't personally know, but that is the, <laughs> that is the rumor out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do mine in order how it should be All done. Right. Number okay. ten. 50 Cent and Floyd Mayweather, good little (laughs) beef there. You know, 50 once used to come out with Floyd and do the rapping on the way to the ring. He then switched sides to Pacquiao during the Mayweather, (laughs) during the Mayweather Pacquiao stuff. So that that created a a little bit of beef. This next one, number nine, once TV teammates turned against each other, it's Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie. Oh my! Uh, what a beef Simple that life. was! Yes, what a great show as well. They had a great run. I know we both enjoyed Paris Hilton's cooking show on Netflix as well. <laughs> which is yeah, that was pretty funny. Really making a comeback. <laughs> uh, next up, number eight: Andre Agassi versus Pete Sampras. Uh, oh my! Two tennis tates, uh, tennis greats, that couldn't even get along at a charity event. Uh, they had wow pretty well known beef there. So. I didn't know they were like
0: that disliked each other. I, well,
1: I look, knew they were rivals. I didn't either, but that's what the that's what one of the lists I read said, said I, so. I read
0: Agassi's book uh called Open. He he thought Pete was a very boring guy, uninteresting guy, but I, I don't remember there being a
1: beef per se, but that's interesting. <laughs> well, I just I just told you there was. Now you, <laughs> yes. now you know. <laughs> Ferocious all right, seven through five, or in other words,
0: your next three. Mine is Brandy and Monica. They were on okay. the same song together. Supposedly, uh, the song was about the beef they had. So I'm I'm doubting they recorded at the same time together. Uh, the boy is mine. Maybe they really fought over a boy at one time. <laughs> but uh, the exchanges have continued to this day. I think one of them said... I think it was Brandy that said, "Hey, if it wasn't for me, that song wouldn't have been any good." You know, I was the one that made the song. Nice, blah blah blah. I, you know, they, I mean, I think Brandy was certainly the more popular one, but Monica certainly had, uh, you know, her share of hits.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, they did. My next one is Will Smith and the original Aunt Viv. Oh yes, uh, I think she was only on for a couple seasons. I guess they did not get along, and apparently. Uh, Carlton did not get along with her either as apparently he was airing out some dirty laundry in one of his stand-ups about the original Aunt Viv. Uh, Carlton has a stand-up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knew? But Will, obviously, he would have had a lot of control over personnel, I'm sure. Uh, so I, it, It's long been said that Will's the one that got rid of her, that had her fired. But
1: Yeah, and I think that they touched on that. They had that reunion, that Fresh Prince reunion yeah. on. I want to say HBO. <clears throat> yeah, where and they brought her back and, and we'll talk to her and uh, you could tell from that conversation that he did have a lot to do with that. I think and I think he felt okay. bad about it and um, not that he necessarily thought it was the wrong move, um, but he did have some regret. It was it was pretty good, pretty good watch if you haven't seen it. Okay,
0: and my next one, I had to look this up. I, I had no idea there was beef. Uh, I mentioned Shatner and Star Trek. We're going to Star Wars here, folks. The <laughs> okay. two robots, the gold <laughs> robot known as C-3PO and the little mini <laughs> uh, droid on wheels known as R2-D2. Yes. These two guys that played them, uh, it's not like modern day where they would be like, uh, you know, computer generated things. There were actually humans inside of these it's, things.
1: Inside these cans. Yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> back then. And apparently... They did not like each other. Apparently, the guy that played uh, the gold robot was a real jerk. Uh, not a whole lot of people on set liked him. But, yeah, I guess there was serious animosity between those two, but they were able to uh, be professional and film the scenes. But uh, I Fair guess enough. after they said cut, it
1: was pretty ugly. Not bad. Set three? <laughs> uh, yes. I think it was. All right. I've got, uh, at number 7 we got Letterman versus Leno, like you have. We already tush- touched on that. Number six, I wanted to go Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, but that was really just more of a crime uh, than, a, <laughs> than a beef. Uh, I feel like yes. only one had the beef, so I, I didn't. Yes. So I'm going the Donald versus Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, oh, my. I don't nice- remember this one. Oh, yeah. Look, I can't go into the classic Donald one-liners from this beef, but there were some classic Donald one-liners. <laughs> uh, this was back around the Celebrity Apprentice days. Oh, yeah. And shots firing back and forth. <laughs> Number five, you touched on it earlier. It's Shatner versus George Takei. Takei, um, okay, our boy. You know, almost any time he goes on to Stern, they talk about mm. it. Do they? Uh yeah, and it's just – yeah, I mean, he still to this day just um, really thinks that Shatner's a loser. Wow. <laughs> just uh, – it's pretty funny to, to listen to, but I, – I would guess most people that are on Team
0: K, since, you know, he's he's with Howard, unfortunately for Shatner.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. All right, back and forth here. What's your next one? Uh, we where am I at left. here? We got four left. I believe
0: you mentioned this earlier, uh, Mayweather, but I thought you were going to say 50 cent and, uh, Rick Ross. Look,
1: you but- could go a lot of ways with 50
0: cent. He's got <laughs> a lot of views. This is true. Uh, but I went with the Mayweather Pacquiao. Uh, they exchanged insults for probably about six years. Uh, Mayweather claiming yeah. Pacquiao was on steroids and didn't want to do the, the, uh, mandatory testing, uh, Pacquiao, uh, Going back at Floyd, the the insults uh, were heavy. I don't remember if it was Pacquiao or Fifty Cent. I can't see Pacquiao being the one that says it, but one of them made fun of Floyd for not being able to read, <laughs> which was not kind. But yeah. uh, that uh, that was an epic uh, beef that finally got settled in the ring.
1: Uh, my next one did it though. I feel like it was long over. Like it was way past their Real prime, yeah. and when do you want yeah, to see it, was. it? It was my next one. Is
0: the early 2000s Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, some of the memories I recall are Veritech getting up and fighting uh, A Rod at home plate. Yeah, uh, of course, the infamous Pedro Martinez DDT of Don Zimmer. That's
1: <laughs> yes, my favorite of all
0: time. <laughs> I mean. There were actual physical fisticuffs involved pretty frequently at that time. And the Red Sox were definitely the little brother. Um, it wasn't really a rivalry because Boston had once like 1918. And then they finally got one. But uh, yeah. after that point, it really was a rivalry. And uh, there was definitely some bad blood there, especially when Johnny Damon switched. Yeah, uh, that was big time. My third is. Hey, hang, hang on,
1: hang oh on. sorry, like just save your last two. Hang on. Oh, hang on. okay. Um, my number four, Mariah Carey, Carey, versus Eminem versus Nick Cannon. Uh, oh my, a trifecta here. This songs galore. I mean, you've got Mariah Carey <laughs> yes. song at Eminem. You've got Eminem, including Mariah Carey, in various songs. You've got Nick Cannon going at Eminem with Eminem not even responding <laughs>
0: because it's Nick Cannon.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so good stuff there. And my number three, Reggie Miller, Spike Lee, one of Ooh. my all-time favorite beats. Yeah. Uh, those were fun to watch at the Garden. Oh, yeah. All right, you should just have two left, I think. Yeah. All right, so just, uh, just give me one of them. Uh,
0: this is a college beef. Um, not not a true beef. There was respect between them, but they definitely exchanged some uh, expletives and insults as well. Uh, Coach K and Dean Smith. Uh, okay. The Tobacco Road rivalry. Uh, I, they both did, I think, admire each other, but at the same time they uh, told them where to go. Told each other where to go in not so nice ways too during games. Uh, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> obviously, you know that we see the montages every year of uh, all the past clips and uh, with their teams, and it's still probably the biggest college basketball rivalry, I'd say.
1: Yeah, probably. My number two. I could have picked multiple. Yeezy. Kanye West beefs. I mean, there's <laughs> just, I mean, you know, you've got Jay Z, you've got 50 cent, you've got Drake. Most recently you've got Pete Davidson for some oh, yeah. reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I went with probably the most famous one and it's T Swift. Yes. Uh, of course the famous, uh, music video award scene where he came out on stage after Taylor won an award, I think for best video, basically yeah. ranted that it should have been Beyonce. Right. Um, uh, and that's kind of where there was a little more to that beef, but it, essentially it's, it's where it ended. Um, I also liked it. I did like his one with 50 cent because they both had, he had graduation coming out and I think 50 cent had the album Curtis coming out. They were going to drop on the same day. And so of course back and forth, they were trying to figure out who's going to sell more. And of course, I mean, Kanye pretty much doubled him. Uh, you know, <laughs> yes. graduate graduation was such a big album. Yeah. And really, it happened recently too with the, I mean, that was the, the recent Drake beef. They were both putting out their newest albums on the same day. Mm. Of course, Kanye ended up putting his out, like, seemed like four weeks later because it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Not bad. Uh, But, and, and let's be honest, they're both, I mean, 50 and Kanye, probably pretty good marketers. I don't think that it was all just done because they really hated each other. Uh, It was a good way to sell albums on, on both sides. Yeah. <clears throat> what's your last one uh
0: another college beef uh both and woody hayes <clears throat> schembechler with the michigan wolverines woody hayes with ohio state at one time we we're friends uh that's when schembechler worked at ohio state under hayes then he took the michigan job and Basically went downhill from there. Uh, yes, Woody Hayes refused to acknowledge Michigan as Michigan. He just referred to them as that team up north. <laughs> uh there was a ten year war between them, uh, which I think Sean Blackler came out on top. It was he was five four and one. Um even to this day, Michigan Ohio State is probably the biggest football college rivalry. But Hayes, of course, uh ended up actually tripping an opposing player as he ran up the sideline for a touchdown. Yes. Uh, he was unceremoniously released from duty and uh, never the coach <laughs> again. But, Hayes, uh ever the competitor. Wasn't going to let that guy uh, go to the house. But yes. <laughs> yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, <clears throat> definitely still some bad blood. Those two were the
1: most famous uh, coaches. That was a good one. My number one, I think it was the first one you brought up. And I think – I shouldn't say for most people because I'm only speaking for myself, but when you when you think of beef, it's tupac and biggie. I mean, that's yeah. that's just the ultimate. unfortunately, um, you know tragic obviously, the way it ended, but I just I, I, I still remember um, kind of that era and when all that was everything leading up to it, and when it all kind of finally went down. and I don't recall seeing anything in the music industry or really anywhere i guess celebrity wise as intense as that since yeah. then um, yeah i
0: you know it's weird because i liked artists from bad boy in uh death row but as a kid you know you still kind of pick a side i think and i i definitely picked death row um i like biggie but He was one of the only ones I liked in Bad Boy, so so Death Row was definitely you know kind of the side I took, but yeah, it definitely went a little too far. Uh, Lost some great ones, and uh, meanwhile, the South came out unscathed. Uh, Yeah, you had uh, Master P and uh, the (laughs) the uh, Hot Boys just selling crazy records as the other two were beefing. Yes.
1: You know, it's a popular beef when rural, uh, you know, Western New York and rural Pennsylvania yeah. are involved, like Picking Sides yeah, Exactly. Uh, some of those songs, I mean, like I feel like um, there's still every once in a while you, you hear beef songs in the world mm-hmm. of rap and all that and, and others and other genres, but not usually it's rap. Um but even then, they're, they're still a little more subtle. I mean, some of those songs—they yeah. went back and forth, but they, they were just—they were—they were harsh, man. But
0: yeah, it was a great, great era, but unfortunately, just didn't end well. Uh, I guess I just thought of one that I I should have had was the Jay Z and Nas that went on forever too. Yeah, was they gonna had they, great they, had, they had some good songs back too. and forth too.
1: Yeah. That wraps that up. Uh, any nostalgic story before we get out of here? Uh,
0: not that I can think of.
1: Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have anything either. I, I do want to uh, just give a shout out to the movie that I watched today, uh, King Richard, which uh, Will Smith, where he is the father of Venus and Serena Williams. That's a really good watch. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know quite what to expect when I started watching. It. I don't. You know, it's a movie. I don't know how much of that is accurate. Uh, right. versus verse, not so much. Um, but if even a third of that. Is accurate. It's a pretty amazing story. Uh just kind of pretty remarkable how that all went down. But
0: probably a much he, better watch than uh the Earl Woods well, was, <laughs> relationship
1: it, with Tiger. But there were similarities between okay. if you're again, if you believe what in there is true, uh you know, again, say what you want about Tiger Woods' father. He obviously had a plan and you know, kind of groomed him to be great and had a lot to do with him becoming who he was and same in 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 this case where the father you know he didn't have a camper um off <laughs> the <Not my> course <laughs> off to the side of the tennis court you know um but just so i, I don't know it's just incredible the way he kind of laid uh everything out and and helped them get to where they were and, and just how incredible they were at such a young age but right good. A good watch. I mean, so. definitely not a lot of
0: kids who were black playing golf or tennis at that time in the what 70s, 80s. So it was definitely unusual. Yeah.
1: All right. That's all we got then. Well, Landers, I, I thank you, sir, <laughs> for honoring me by co-hosting <laughs> good time. Uh, this evening. And we may or may not be back next week. We'll probably see you about six months from now back on the okay. show.
0: <laughs> Hopefully you can get Luke back on when uh, his internet's working
1: again. Hey, his internet is actually pretty good. He, um oh my. Uh, last week when we recorded, his stuff may have uploaded first. I mean, he's... <laughs> oh, wow. He got nice. some new high-speed stuff. He's feeling good <laughs> about himself. He's, yes. feeling, he's feeling good. All right. We'll see you all next week or sometime down the road. We'll see you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sports Fantasies with Miller and McCarty. And be sure to catch future shows wherever you stream. Oh, bye bye now!